Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast all day, every day. My name's Nikki. And my name's Malvika. And today we're going to be discussing something very interesting. We're going to be talking about careers after life science. So I guess we'll start off with a little background. Malvika, do you want to talk about what you did in undergrad? Yeah, so we I think we previously mentioned this in one of our first few episodes, but just as a recap, um, Nikki and I both just graduated uh, with our um, science degree, um, and so I specialized in general life sciences, um, and yeah, I graduated after four years, and it was an amazing program. Um, sometimes it was definitely very hard, but mm-hmm. um, I made it through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I also was in the same program as Malvika, but I just specialized in biochemistry. So my courses were a little bit more biochemistry based. Um, And yeah, like Malvika said, first year was definitely more difficult because I felt like we had to take so many different courses like math, physics, chemistry, biology. Um, And at the time, I wasn't um, like my main interests were in chemistry and biology. Um, so I was really happy when I got to specialize in second year and really focus on the things that I really enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like for me, like I was kind of just like lost, like not lost, but I didn't know what like my interests were. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to keep things general for me to like sort of have more options of like what to choose yeah. um, and just have more leeway with courses. So, yeah, I think it worked out for both of us. But now that we're both done and we just graduated, I actually received my degree today. Um, oh, really? So, oh, yeah. I saw that. I hadn't received it yet. Yeah, I, I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it's alphabetical. So yeah, but your is our um, last name's only one letter apart. That's true, and I think yeah, one of our friends got it today too. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and she has the same like similar last yeah, name. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. So okay, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but. Yeah, on honestly, yeah, the degree was not as good as I thought. Like the paper was very <laughs> thin quality. It's not like that. <laughs> are you are you gonna frame it? Probably, but like, yeah, I don't know, not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just wish it was better quality. But yeah, so so yeah, we just graduated, but now I guess. We wanted to sort of talk about like what career options there may be mm-hmm. after a life sciences degree because I know like I think throughout all of fourth year that was something that was on the mind of everyone yeah. um, and just thinking about what's next. And I also think that during school like none of our classes really focused on what you can do after you get like a science degree like I remember we took one course in first year which was all about exploring careers but that was in first year so we weren't really thinking about the future that much so I think it would have been probably more beneficial to actually take a career course in fourth year or even third year to see like what you can actually do with the science degree after Hmm. No, but I think we took one course that was about like that, which I think sort of helped. Yeah. Um, which had like a little bit of like ideas, which I think we should share today as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. I wish we had more guidance for sure. Um, in terms of like what to do, yeah. because realistically, I mean, yeah, we. It's kind of hard to get a job, I guess, with a science especially degree right now. COVID. Yeah, especially with COVID and stuff. So think yeah Mm -hmm. we're all trying to sort of think about what we can do next 
Um, so we have a list of about around six-ish options that you can, uh, career options that you can pursue after a science degree. And we're not going to be talking about um, medicine because I feel like that's like when people think science degree, that's like the first thing that comes to mind. But we kind of want to touch on different career options other than just that to show people that there's so many different opportunities that you can do after a science degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, especially because, um, you know, here in Canada, it's just, you know, medicine is just becoming more and more competitive year yeah. by year. So I think um, it's definitely something that a lot of people sort of come into science with the hopes of doing, but it's, I, but I feel like there are, like people don't realize that there's definitely a lot more options out there as well. So we want to touch yeah. on those. So the first one we're going to go into is pharmacy. Um, so do you have any like general ideas about pharmacy or like um, the schooling process? Um, Not really. I know that like, here in Canada specifically I'm pretty sure there are two schools um so there's that, two in Ontario oh yeah two in Ontario yes. yeah but and then there's 10 overall in Canada oh okay yeah um but yeah I'm so, not really sure like how competitive it is or anything um, yeah so what people actually don't know is that you can actually apply to get into pharmacy school after your second year of undergrad Oh, okay. um, and I mean, obviously, your first and second years, um, you have to take a lot of courses to fulfill the requirements, like um, two math, physics, organic chemistry. So your first two years will definitely be packed. Um, but so after your second year, you can apply to pharmacy school. And there used to be a test called the PCAT, which was required. Um, but actually due to COVID last year, they removed it. And now I think they've decided that they're not gonna be requiring the PCAT anymore. Oh my Um, God. That's so lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's so lucky for people because I like these standardized tests, I feel like take so much like load and just study time. So that's really good. Um, but it's going to be interesting because I wonder how they're going to, um, like, you know how PCAT usually distinguishes some students from others? Like, I wonder what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just going to be, like, more down to just GPA, um, yeah. which can be a good thing or a bad thing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, go, but actually going into change. GPA. So, for UFT in Waterloo, I think the minimum GPA for Waterloo is 75%, and then the minimum GPA for... UFT is 70%, but obviously those are the minimums. So usually like the actual average of acceptance is a lot more higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why a lot of schools do this where like they'll put like a minimum yeah. to be super low, but then mm-hmm. like, like, yeah. the it's mean, yeah, like the mean GPA will be like 95%. And it's, yeah. it's like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just a way for them to make money, which, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of sad, but yeah. Wonder it also just that. gets people's hopes up because it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's kind of sad. Um, and then, but you also have to write a test called the Casper for both Ontario mm-hmm. schools. Okay. Um, do you have any idea what the Casper is like? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
I know like people in medicine and I think dentistry do it as well, maybe. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like sort of an ethics based test where um, you basically have to answer like three questions in the span of five minutes. Um, and it's it spans of like, I think it's around like an hour and a half, but essentially the whole sort of point of it is to sort of be able to type quickly, I would say. Oh, yeah. I've heard um, that. Because, yeah, because basically it's just like answering three questions in, in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of like, yeah, ethics based. So, like, for example, what would you do in a specific situation, maybe a team based situation? Um, and sort of how would you react? So, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all I know about it. But I think with some practice, um, it's definitely something that's very doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you basically touched on all of it. Um, another thing about the Casper is it's very like subjective because I feel like you have to include a lot of your personal experiences in your answers. Mm-hmm. So the people looking at it, they're probably like, it's just a very subjective test. Yeah, it's very subjective. But I guess the good thing is it's like, so, uh, it's like um, inter-rater judging or something. I forgot the term for it, but basically like, the different people answer different questions so oh, it's not just like one yeah. per- person um marking all mm-hmm. your que- all your answers um which i guess is like more fair but yeah mm-hmm. so that's really good but yeah i guess like that pretty much covers like the pharmacy aspect side of it yeah right and yeah. Uh, just to mention also like those who are interested in pharmacy, there's also different kinds of pharmacy. So for example, um, if you're not that interested in the retail side, like Shoppers Drug Mart or something like that, you can actually go into clinical pharmacy. So after you do like um, the four-year pharmacy school program, you would have to specialize and do like a residency. So if you were interested mm-hmm. in becoming like a pharmacist in the hospital or like a nursing home, you could specialize into that specific um residency program which is kind of cool which I feel like a lot of people don't actually know about yeah that's really cool because I think like yeah personally when I think of like pharmacy like I just think of like retail Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's really good to know yeah and I actually know someone who works in sick kids actually as a pharmacist and talks Mm -hmm. to the patients and stuff so it's yeah definitely something people don't know Mm mm-hmm so the next career option is a paramedic. Ooh, that's yeah. interesting. I personally don't know a lot about it, but um, it's definitely something that's very intriguing to me, especially like through TV shows and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Great. <laughs> yeah, like I, the, the job seems very, mm-hmm. very like healthcare oriented, which yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's definitely very like head on you see everything mm-hmm. um also a fun fact about paramedic school is you can actually apply after high school oh okay mm-hmm. I think I've heard that before but like I I just don't know anyone who like actually went like, I think because after high school people like are so confused and they have mm-hmm. no idea what they want to do yeah yeah that's like that's early so you can become a paramedic in like four years like right after high school no so yeah so 
um, there's different programs across Canada and they can all vary from one year to four years. And I think it depends on what you want to specialize in. Like, for example, you can specialize to be like an ambulance paramedic or you can mm-hmm. specialize to be like a flight paramedic. So I think it really depends on what you want oh, okay. to specialize in. Yeah, that that makes sense. Is it like competitive or no? I actually have no idea. Uh, I I'm feel like it would sh- be. I would assume so. Yeah. Because I, I feel mean, like like any other healthcare profession, like it's probably saturated. Yeah. And- Especially nowadays, I feel like people are very competitive like after like in undergrad and just finding career options, it's like definitely more difficult than it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Especially I think Yeah, I think especially because um I think COVID I think help oh. made people realize the importance of like I guess money. True. Um, so that might also be a thing. Um, but yeah, that's a really interesting profession. Mm-hmm. So the next um, career option we're going to talk about is being a speech pathologist. Ooh. So it's basically so there's different kinds of speech pathology. One of them could be, for example, helping children. Um, pronounce certain words like you know how some children roll their r's or like they can't pronounce the r Mm -hmm. so that could be an option or like another option is actually even helping like actors and actresses oh that's really cool yeah and then there's probably like one like working with seniors probably yeah yeah i mean i think it's a very broad field Mm -hmm. there's so many different specializations um but so after you finish your undergrad then you can um apply for like a master's in speech language pathology which is around two years I think and then once you do that you can start practicing as a Mm -hmm. speech pathologist yeah that's really cool um I'm assuming like pretty much all the universities probably have like a speech speech pathology program or something Um, yeah I'm not too sure but because it is like a master's program I would assume that a lot of the schools offer it Mm -hmm. that's really good though because like I feel like unlike like other professions like it's just a two-year course which is really good oh yeah so Mm -hmm. you can save that money quickly yeah Yeah. and yeah it Mm -hmm. seems like a a fun job it's (laughs) also good like if like you want to branch out your science background and um focus on like a particular age group like you can go for children you can go for seniors Mm -hmm. and it's also like a very interactive job so if you don't just want to like for example do research in the lab with a science background yeah yeah no that's really good I feel like personally for me it'd be too much interaction but (laughs) I feel like for people who are super extroverted I think it'd be like really good Um, but who knows so you would prefer would you prefer like a a less interactive job like not speaking to anyone at all in like a lab or no like it, there should be a balance but I feel like with speech pathology it's like mm-hmm. you're always talking it's like psychology I think like yeah, you're okay. always talking I think right yeah kind of. so like um yeah I don't know I don't know I don't think I would personally like that but let's see mm-hmm. so then the next one which I feel like a lot of people probably know about is physiotherapy Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think that's very common, especially with like people with um, kinesiology degrees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also um, typically like a profession that lots of athletes go into so if you were like like me personally I was a very active kid like I did running skating Mm -hmm. and so I would always go to sports physiotherapists all the time because I would have like yeah I would go like every week (laughs) because (laughs) I would have so many different injuries oh my god I even went um one time to like an acupuncturist as well like I did so many different things does that help (laughs) or not really Mm, yeah I think so but like she also did so there's like this thing called cupping oh yeah yeah I've seen that yeah so she did that acupuncture and then I also went to like a sports physiotherapist that did like massages and like they have like a bunch of different machines Mm -hmm. which are like I don't know what the term is for but it's like electrodes or something that they attach to your skin yeah yeah or something yeah. yeah add the vibration or something but yeah, so I feel like a lot of people that have been into sports, they this could potentially potentially be a really good career option for them because uh, you can specialize into being like a sports physiotherapist and helping athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and no. it's all, yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it, like it, it's it's like a very appealing job, and I think like you can tr- like in the future you can probably like, open your own clinic and like have flexible oh, hours yeah. and all that um so that's definitely a plus point Mm -hmm. and so just to mention um to become a physiotherapist I believe it's like a two years master's program Mm -hmm. after you complete your undergrad yeah yeah and I think from what I know there's two schools in Ontario um that offer physiotherapy programs but I'm not sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I, I think so and then yeah. I think that there's nine universities in Canada that offer it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so after you graduate from the master's program, I believe you have to complete like a physiotherapy competency exam. Oh, okay. And to become like a full practice yeah. physiotherapist. To be like, yeah, registered for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good though. It's two years. Mm-hmm. And it's That's also a good option for people that want like a very hands-on job mm-hmm yeah yeah that's true mm-hmm. I've never been to a physiother- physiotherapist but like I think I should go <laughs> I have a lot of back pain oh, so man. I think that should work so the next career option we're going to be talking about is something a little bit more basic that I feel like a lot of people probably know about so it's just kind of going or choosing a master's program in medical science or rehabilitative science or pharmacology biochemistry literally anything you want Mm -hmm. so if you're the type of person that really enjoys research um then this would be a good option for you yeah I would say research and like wanting to work in a lab or um, wanting to pursue a PhD, I think this would be like a great... Mm -hmm. And potentially becoming like a professor as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be the right career path because I think like, I think when you do these masters, you're basically under the supervision of a supervisor. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like through them, like you obviously get research experiences, you get connections, you get to like, you know, work in a lab environment. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think, um, yeah, it's very good for people who want to just pursue research as a career path. Yeah. And I think it just depends on your preference as well, because I do know a lot of people don't prefer the wet lab um, side. 
Mm-hmm. Like working in a lab, performing experiments, um, but there's also dry lab options as well. If you want to do more of like a d- data analysis, statistical analysis on computers, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There is very broad and very diverse. Like you can go into anything really. Yeah, which I think is like really good because personally, like I'm more of a dry lab person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've, it's good mm-hmm. that it's very diverse. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, it really depends on the topic. Like I've done dry and wet lab and wet lab. I enjoyed performing the experiments, but after um, running the same experiments over and over again, (laughs) it can kind of be like tiring. Yeah. And also like I was doing chromatography. So they were sometimes four hour trials, which is like very long. Yeah. Um, but then when I did clinical dry lab, I really liked the clinical side of it, like um looking at patients' health records and I just found that also very interesting. So mm-hmm. it really depends on what you're interested in as well. Yeah. I think it depends on that plus like um just the topic as well in general. Yeah. Um that you're researching. And Usually with like, um, if you do specialize and do a master's program, it also gives you an advantage when applying to other jobs like pharmaceutical companies as well. Um, Because I think they typically like people that have a little bit more education than undergrad. Mm -hmm. But then again, I do know some people that went straight out of undergrad and then got jobs at pharmaceutical companies. So I think it doesn't really matter. I think it just gives you a little bit of an edge. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah like a degree never a degree always helps I would say <laughs> no yeah. matter how many nowadays, you have nowadays because before it was like if you just got an undergrad it was like okay um that's really good but now if you get an undergrad they're like okay that's okay but everyone has an undergrad now like how exactly. do you make yourself stand out <laughs> yeah yeah so now we're going to be going into our last um, career option. Mm-hmm. So do you have any guesses, Malvika? Um, it starts okay, with so, an O. Okay, so optometry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was either dentistry or optometry. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like um, lots of people talk about dentistry, medicine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to talk about ones that not many people talk about. So do you have any ideas of what the requirements are? Yeah, so I think, I feel like optometry is honestly the most competitive or one of the most competitive mm-hmm. like um, healthcare professions to go to in Canada um, because I, there's only one school in Ontario. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and you also like, have to do like a test for it as well. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of just like, you know, you spend all this time doing a test and you're like, you know, not even sure if you can get in. Like you're only applying to like one school, potentially if you if you're like living in Ontario. Um, so it's it's kind of, I would say, like difficult. But I feel like if you're really dead set on it and you have like the like good extracurriculars and GPA, it's definitely achievable. Mm-hmm. And actually to go off of what you just said um there's actually only two universities in canada oh okay that wow. offer optometry yeah. so the one in ontario is waterloo and then mm-hmm. um there's also one in montreal so yeah that's oh. very difficult 
oh my god so none of the other universities like oh my god that's crazy Mm -hmm. that's weird because like i feel like the demand like um like there's optometrists like in every corner of the city so i'm confused like where they're coming from oh my god i wonder if maybe the class size is big i don't know i don't think so i i think no that's really strange we have no idea Mm -hmm. yeah um, but so optometry is a four-year program, mm-hmm. um, and I think you can apply after three years of undergrad. Oh, okay. Okay. If you meet the requirements, so I think um, some of the prerequisites include microbiology, anatomy. I think probably physics too and math. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's like similar to the other, like pharmacy. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, and then also there's also like pharmacy, there's the Casper test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that wraps it up. So those are the six different career options that you can potentially pursue after getting a science degree. Yeah. And obviously like these aren't the only ones for yeah. sure. There's mm-hmm. probably like, you know, hundreds, yeah. but um. I think these are sort of the ones that we thought like we wanted to cover um, and that we feel like aren't talked about as much. Um, So we hope like that helps give you some insight. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed and stay tuned for our next episode because we have a very interesting topic for the next one. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.